the Youthscape podcast, the podcast for Christians who work with young people. Another season of the Youthscape podcast. Uh, my name is Martin Saunders, and with me is Rachel Gardner, not sitting next to me, which is what I'd hoped. Oh, no, not sitting next to you with our gorgeous microphones, no. but yet again from afar, together apart, Martin, together apart. Yes, you seem to be in a sort of school dining room or something. Oh, where no. are you today? No idea. Sun's shining, and it's in the north. No, it's. I'm in Preston. I'm in the church. Because yet again, yet again, all of us are juggling millions of millions of things, aren't we? I suddenly thought, I don't think I could actually do a podcast day with the children anywhere near mics. So uh, yeah, yeah, again, like lots of people, I've uh, found a quiet corner where I can chat with you. But I have to say, all of that withstanding, I am so excited about this next season of the Youthscape podcast, even yes. though we're doing it with headphones in like this. How are you, Martin? How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm um. I'm in. I'm still in my daughter's bedroom. When we started this, she was uh, twelve. Now she's seventeen. The posters, <laughs> the posters have all changed. Does she let you out? I mean, are you letting uh, her good behaviour? No, I've been. I've been stuck in here. They pass yeah. food under the door. Um, mm. Yeah. No, it's. Uh, it, you know, it is what it is, as they say on um, on Love Island. I think. Um, but uh, I don't know if that's true. But uh, yeah, we, so we've got a new season of the Youthscape podcast. I hope this is a comfort to you, gentle listener. I hope you don't that, sound very convinced, Martin. Uh, no, I hope that po- popping your earphones back in as you go for a walk or oh. you know what, whatever, uh, whatever you're doing, just standing around in your house, maybe <laughs> that this is that, that actually this is this is comforting that we are we are back because we know we took a little bit of a break and the reason why we took a bit of a break it's is because we hate each other no <laughs> oh gosh we had to have lots of intervention yes it was pretty yeah. tricky for a while but this sort of 250 mile distance between us is really helping it's really working <laughs> yeah so um no we didn't do it because we we kind of figured that we would be able to restart in person that we'd be able to do it together from butte mills yeah. and have guests in the in the we've got all this lovely recording equipment which you heard in the last season yeah. which is now just got i presume just covered in dust and cobwebs um so we haven't been able to use that for the season so we've we've thought you know what it's time to just dust ourselves down start again and hopefully the next season of the youthscape podcast yeah. will be uh, brought back to you in that sort of glorious soundscape Sounds amazing. I think we also need to be a little bit even more honest because I think when January hits and we realise things are going to be really challenging into 2021, I have to say, I think my imagination and creativity got took a major nosedive. And, and I, I just, I think I'm probably not the only person in the youth ministry community that just thought, I don't know if I can do all this again. Like yeah. this is, I feel like 2020 took me, took the best of me, took it all out of me. And I really was hoping that I could be, as an extrovert, I could be sat with my friends, basically imbibing all of their creativity, all their va and I've now just sat doing it again. So I think a little bit, dear friends, Martin, I did feel a bit like, we don't know what we have to say. We don't, we don't know what we've got. And although you, those of you who have been listening to us, you know that we don't hold back from speaking about things we have no idea about. You know, that doesn't stop us normally. <laughs> but I think we just felt we, we, don't, we don't know quite what to say. We don't know what this next season really, you know, what it's, what it's looking like, what's the shape of this for all of us. And I think we needed to hibernate a little bit and grieve and just kind of, touch base a little bit with local communities so we are back with adventures and i've got my really big animal print larry shirt on and my white cowboy boots so i was like come on come on we can do this i uh, i'm just wearing the same schlubby hoodie that i i've been wearing for three four months now love it Um, and almost if we started recording this on time i wouldn't have been wearing trousers but i promise (laughs) i promise i am stand up please no, stand up. It's no, fine. Stand up. No, 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 I'm absolutely fine. I can actually see your head. Are you not going to stand? No, no, I am going to stand up. Look, I'm wearing okay. trousers. Look. Oh, I mean, that's... I should have once why again. I to stand up. What was I going to do again. if you were wearing trousers? We right. are pushing Thanks. the boundaries of oh, the audio always. medium. 
Always. Uh, creating those, <laughs> those, uh, those, those pictures uh, for wow. people. I'm really sorry once again. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, January was just, January was horrid, wasn't it? I mean, I think we can all agree that January 2021 was like, Oof. it was like, it was like when you really hope for something, you're really waiting towards something. Um, and it's like a concert that you've been waiting for for two years, and then on the day of the concert, you've you've got like chicken pox and you can't Ooh, go. Oh, that's a good illustration. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, we got to we got to tw- January twenty twenty one, and it was just none of what was promised was delivered, mm. and we just thought, oh no, it's this again. And th- then the month itself lasted for forever. about a year and a half. It did, didn't it? It went yeah. on forever, and Crazy. it's a dark, very short days and long nights. I think yeah. as well, it we really felt invisible. I really felt that everybody just got their heads down and were like, "I just, I, I'm just invisible. I'm just for mm. a month." It just, it was a strange, strange month. So we are emerging from that, and we are, we are in a season where the vaccine is being rolled out remarkably. I mean, it's an extraordinary yeah. thing that's happening out there, um, and and things are beginning to change. We're hoping that you know our schools begin to reopen but still as a youth ministry tribe we're still in that space of of needing to hold very gently what is it that we're learning what is it that we're beginning to discover and i think none of us are experts none of us have got the magic bullet of it none of us have got the answer but somehow we really hope that in this space in the podcast we can sort of elevate voices that have got some really interesting ways of reflecting and thinking and, and planning ahead. So yes, we've got some great guests, haven't we, Martin? Yeah. So that's you... always a good reason to stick around with us. We yeah. have good guests. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come for the performing monkeys. Stay yeah. for the guests. Ooh! So what one of the things? Uh, well, you just you've just described it really there. What we want to do in this season uh, of uh, the Youthscape podcast. Uh, which we've called Renew Normal. <gasps> Renew oh, Normal, it. which comes after the last series, which we called new The New Normal. normal. Very yeah, similar, but <laughs> but but important difference there. So in this, it's got the Renew Renew Normal. What we want to do is is start to ask ourselves, each other, and our marvelous guests. You know, what are the lessons that we're going to learn from this, and how are we going to make sure that actually we grow as a result of the horror show of the last year and a half, mm. uh, and instead of just sort of defaulting to, gosh, let's get back to the way things were, mm. uh, and you know, desperately return to some sort of nostalgia. Yeah. So, um, so that's the point of this season. It's it's thinking about okay, how do we grow out of this season? How do we um, define a a different kind of uh, future for ourselves and for youth ministry? Um, Do you remember, Martin, that the last season, New Normal, (laughs) which we were like, our new title is New Normal. And our first guest was lovely Will Vanderhaal, who completely trashed the title. Have we got that for this season? Can we have somebody now coming on and, and just brilliantly, succinctly trashing the New Normal? Well, you know, Let's titles are titles are divisive things, they are. aren't there? Yeah, I love there it. are. There's always people who don't <laughs> love titles. Um, we are listeners. So, well, <laughs> like, well, I'm not. I'm not going to name any names, producer Amy. But there are always. She's on the call, you know. She's on the call. <laughs> are you on? Are you on the? Uh, are, you, are you microphoned, Amy? Oh no, she's just smiling at us. She's not. She's not responding. No. Yes, I am. Oh, 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 there she is. <laughs> How exciting. How are you? How are you, producer Amy? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I had a Maltese tray bake, so, you know, it's a good day so far. Can I say, <laughs> this, this is quite early in the morning, listeners, that we're it recording is. this. I've had a chocolate croissant, you've had a Maltese tray bake. Martin's yeah, it's a Friday. <laughs> yeah, so all in all, we are slight, we are if Yeah, I'm really getting into the uh, Lent spirit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well done, Amy. Thanks. Well done. Thanks. Well, thanks for yeah. thanks for spending time with us, uh, recording us and editing you, out most um, of the rubbish. <laughs> did you call me on here because um, I uh, originally didn't like the name Renew Normal? Yeah. Oh, I see you're revising history there. Yes, you don't like it anymore. Oh, you do like it now. Well, you know, I've got used to it. So. Oh, yeah. okay. That's not the same as liking it, is it? <laughs> no, I think it is. It is good. It just. Um, yeah, I had an instinctive reaction to it at first, which is just, you know, like, oh, this is so cheesy. But, you yeah. know, I think it does what it needs to do, you know? Yeah. I, what I love Folks about... This, hatred and this is, this is what I love about Youthscape. This is what I genuinely love. This is why I stick around at Youthscape. Because where else do people, like, yeah. take the big brand that they're launching and immediately go, it. it's a bit rubbish, it's a bit rubbish. cheesy. Yeah, I yeah. like it. 
I think it's the yeah. word normal, isn't it? And I think it's not that we don't like that word. It's just, it, it's just that it, it's a good title because actually it's reminding us that there's nothing normal about any of this. And so actually, yeah. the, so I think it's quite, it's quite a good... Martin's done what he does best, which is every time he drops any words together, it provokes reaction. Right. Have you've ever written anything that's been like, wow. oh, that's, oh, that's lovely, Martin. That was so comforting. <laughs> no. felt, like it was, <laughs> felt like there was subtext there. Hard subtext. All right. I love it. So, anyway, uh, thanks, Amy. You can mute yourself again. Um, (laughs) So we are, um, so we're going to look at uh, this this subject of sort of what it means to renew normal, what it means to dream a a different future out Mm. of lockdown, not in a sort of pat sense of, you know, hey, a bright new future together um, and everything victorious, but a sense of, gosh, there are some deep lessons that we have needed to learn over the last year. And let's make sure we learn them rather than instantly just clawing back for comfort and getting back to the way things were. So um, hopefully that is what our guests will do and we will provide the sort of filler around it. Rachel, what has characterised lockdown three for you? We've we've talked a little bit about how awful it's been, how um, you know exhausting it's been, sort of on a personal level. But from sort of a, a ministry perspective, you know, what what have you been doing? You know, what's what have you stopped and and started, and and what are the ways that that you've been able still to engage with young people? Because I, I know that one of the first things that we all thought when when this. Uh, extra lockdown in 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 january late december was announced was we just can't do any of the things we were doing before we can't do anything so um so what's what's ministry look like for you um so no great big life lessons but i'll tell you what i've done so um the first day do you remember that one day where the kids went back to school in the beginning of january oh yeah that day i rang up the uh, the mighty boss chris curtis and said chris this this book that i'm writing on sex the deadline's 23rd of march i just need to go i just need space to write it so he said why don't why don't we put you on furlough and, and i was like oh yes and then within 10 minutes i think i was on the phone to you saying i hate furlough martin oh. i hate it i'm missing out you're like it's 10 minutes rachel so, uh, that, that so, was extraordinary, by the way. What a wonderful insight into you. Like, you, you normally ring me about, I don't know, a couple of times a week. On that first day that you'd been furloughed, I think you rang me four times. Yeah, I, I was sat at home. and Climbing I Climbing the walls. All my fears about being invisible. Invisible again, isn't it? I, was, I came home to Rose, like, what are you escape doing? What are they doing without me? I mean, they're not doing... Most of the things they do, they do without me because they don't need me. But um, so uh, so that happened. And then by eight o'clock that night, Boris Johnson shut the schools. So not only was I furloughed, writing a book, uh, the schools were shut. So back to homeschooling. So that felt slightly disastrous. Um, but interestingly, over Christmas, I've been having conversations with a high school in Blackburn, uh, very close to the church that we're hoping to plant into. And they were sort of pulling their hair out saying, if we have to COVID test our teenagers, we, we have no, we don't know how we're going to do it. We've got lots of young people who are very vulnerable. We need all of our teaching staff and assistants to be pastoral care and teaching. We, and I said, we've got loads of amazing students in Preston who are just stuck in Preston having paid nine grand a year for, tra- for, for their education. And they're sat in a little mm. tiny hutch. So we trained up quite a lot of our lovely young adults and for, for a couple of days a week, and still going on, we've been in a high school in Blackburn, COVID testing young people. And Martin, it's it's been a little bit of a famine and a feast. So on one level, it's been really tough. And I've not done, I mean, I've, I've been a p- pretty slack volunteer youth worker, I have to say. Poor Beth, is that, I've regularly run out, I can't do online youth tonight. Life's going a bit crazy. Um, but then a couple of times a week, I've been seeing teenagers that have to be tested twice a week. And initially... And wearing full PPE, and they rock up terrified. And then mm. by the third time of doing it, they they wander over to me, super sassy, grab mm. the swab, ram it up their nose, ram it down their throat. They've got, and I just I just love that. So it's been yeah. a, an extraordinary type of youth ministry where I've been with the same teenagers, but I'm wearing full PPE. I can't get close to them, um, and I try and fill that like one minute of of interaction with them with as much kind of hi, how are you? What's going on? So that's so it's been strange, and and mm. I just I think probably like lots of people, I'm just trusting that every single little interaction, be it on Zoom or Insta Live or on the phone call or a social distance walk or you know, doing COVID testing, that every single moment with a young person 
is is build is building towards something more. I have to we have to trust, don't we, that mm. each little tiny interaction is life bringing. Um, and I think unless we hold on to that, it, it feels all slightly pointless. So I think that's been quite challenging really for us. How, how about how about for you? Yeah, I think we um, will probably talk in a, a future episode about um, technology a bit more and, and what we've learned from it. But, you know, we, we'd done a lot on Zoom and YouTube um, last year. And what we'd seen is fewer and fewer people yeah. uh, kind of engaging with that. Actually, what we're now using Zoom for is the really committed ones who want mm. a Bible study, wow. um, who, who wow. want to meet and, and go a bit yeah. deeper. So, so it's a small group. But it does feel a bit more dynamic. So there's a bit of hope there. Um, I think you'll remember, like, like last year, what I was saying was um, I became more and more convinced that the sort of fun and games and silliness you could get anywhere. You know, mm. there's plenty of entertain. There's no, there's no um, lack of entertainment sources mm. for you. If this had happened in the 1970s, it would have been very different for young people. But mm. but right now they've got they've got infinite entertainment choices, um, but they don't have places where people are giving them a bit of depth and meaning and purpose Uh, and so we towards the end of last year started to push much more into um, just all our investment going into helping young people meet with Jesus in some way Um, and uh, we did that again so after probably a few weeks of sort of rattling around feeling sorry for ourselves um, we started to create kind of daily input for young people so um, so I've been doing I mean I (laughs) yeah Call me crazy, uh, but I've been getting up a bit early every day oh, and so writing, a little, writing a little, writing a little, yeah, a little every day with Martin. Uh, wait, it's not called. It's not really called <laughs> every, every day, day with Martin. It's not really called every day with Martin. It was just that was just a joke for the older listener. Um, but yeah, no, and um, I tell you what's interesting. So here's a little insight for you. Um, we've um, uh, written these things, put them on our church website every single day, a weekday. Uh, a little Bible study and a, um, a a prayer and a little challenge for your day. Uh, and it's available to read or it's available to listen to as a podcast there or on Spotify. Five minutes a day. It's not it's not massive. And I would say 99% of the engagement has been with the podcast with young people saying, oh, yeah, I could do five or six minutes of listening wow. to something oh, and engaging yes. to something. Yeah. Sort of, so I've heard, I, I bumped into some, some kids in the street the other day who listened to it sort of, you know, out for a walk or, um, or you know, brushing their teeth or that sort of thing. So so I think sometimes, you know, it's just about finding a way yeah, that young people could yes. could fit it into their life and, and reading an article on a website. Like for most of us, who wants to read an article on a website? For, you know, that is not going to cut it. Mm. So creating a bit of audio content has, has really been helpful. So, um, yeah, we've done a few other things, but that's probably amazing. been the most um, kind of um, dynamic or helpful that's thing that we've, that we've done. Now, I was chatting with a young person who I did a social distance walk with uh, this week, and I was asking her how she's getting on with reading the Bible, and, and she's a new Christian, she's 18 years old, and she said something very similar. She said, it's when I can listen to things that yeah. it goes in. And um, we'd had an evening recently where we, um, it was for the whole church, actually, not just for young people, but it's mostly young people that come. Um, and it was the worship leader with a guitar, mm. you know, leading worship on, and it was on Zoom. Um, but she loved it because she said, normally I'd come to a worship event and I'd spend my whole time looking at everyone thinking, I'm not in it. Like, they're in it. Like, they're really in yeah. the zone. Yeah. And I'm not. Yeah. But because I was in my own bedroom and I shut the door and nobody came in and I didn't care what anyone thought of me. I just really let go. And it was, so I think we're seeing some really interesting mm. examples of young people maybe maybe making a little bit more sense of this than old codgers like me that are just still, gri- mm. I'm, I have not let go of grieving physical space. And I think mm. maybe that's my age, maybe that's my stage of life and I find it really hard not to just be continually angry that all my interactions online but I think some of the young people I I know here are doing an awesome job of really connecting with what they've got and maybe it's because they're the generation that can do that easier or just they've they they choose to make connecting with Jesus more important than than anything Mm. else and but I have to say we we I have to say that since January we we have decided to max out the fun and so we, as a youth ministry, 
we um we do things like you know, Netflix parties and toast parties because for some reason the teenagers in our youth group here they, there's just a thing about toast and so we will wow. get on we will you really film, are you really yeah, are going crazy yeah we will film ourselves popping toast buttering toast we'll have online fights about what the best way to cut toast is <laughs> is it triangle I mean it gets Martin oh, it gets yeah. incredibly stressful and I we've nearly lost some young people over it I mean it is wow. so it's so divisive. So that is one of those things where when you're outside the story, <laughs> genuinely like, makes what? no sense. I'll tell you, everyone listening to this is going, what? But that's youth ministry though, isn't it? Don't yes. You think? Like it's it a culture of just like, it makes no sense to anybody else, but this group of young people are totally like chipping out and toast. Oh, well, you've just defined belonging really well there. But oh, I, there's one thing, yes. there's one thing not to, to, to lose uh, just in that, which is, I think, um, We've rushed towards video platforms a little bit in recent years. We love making videos of ourselves, particularly, uh, you know, people who look like me. And um, we do. And I think, you know, there's there's a couple of things to say about that. One is young people have, you know, they feel like they've got no time. They feel they've got absolute mm. content overload. Mm. And video is like prime real estate. Mm. And so if you're really going to shoot like a 10 minute video of yourself talking about the Bible, you are asking young people to perform absolute acrobatics of willpower mm. to stay with you at that, at that time because they are ignoring all those other distractions and they've got to focus on you. Whereas if, if it's just audio, then it's, uh, you know, it's something they can do whilst they're kind of getting places or, or using up because the young people love to make the most of dead time. So, you know, kids, you see kids playing FIFA and also watching an episode of a, yeah. of a sitcom at the same time. Mm. You know, why don't they, why can't they play FIFA and also listen to you, you know, mm. share a little thought Oof. for them? But the other, the other slightly darker thought is that somebody, somebody said to me, I can't remember who it was, um, that, that video, when we make video, it's really for our benefit. It puts our face Ooh. on a screen and yeah. says to people, look at me. Look at my face. Um, whereas when it's a voice in your ear, it's for them. It's that voice in your ear that is for you. So Ooh, it switched like the focus. That. So I think that's quite interesting. So anyway, that's why I've persevered with audio. And I don't know if anyone else wants to experiment with it. If you do, get in touch. I'd like to hear from you. Listen, I think what, get, getting through all of our stuff, how many minutes in are we? 22. Oh, God. I think that that is it. People now feel, oh, it was worth it. I mean, that was really good. That was genius. That was what were genius. they doing, though? Because they, I mean, I, I'd love it if someone was playing FIFA during uh, the podcast. Uh, but I presume they're yeah. doing other things. They're doing awesome stuff. They're COVID testing teenagers. They're feeding their kids. They're sorting out their tax returns. Actually, they aren't. They should have done them before now. You're in trouble if you sort of out. So, uh, yes, yeah, so I think that's awesome. So I feel really, I, I always feel when I have a conversation with you, Martin, because we have very, very different contexts. And I love hearing what's working and what's not. And I love just being reminded not to compare, not to compare mm. stuff. And I think that's a big message for all of us, isn't it? But to yeah. carry on listening and paying attention to the craziness in your own context, you know, what's yeah, going absolutely. on for you and where and where are the opportunities? And the reason we said yes to COVID testing kids in this school was like, there was an opportunity. And we said, oh, yeah. okay, then might as well. So there was no big plan about it. There's no sort of clever thinking. It was just, well, they're young people and we're youth workers. So why, yes. you know, this is where we want to be. So I think these opportunities that might not, we might not be doing anything like this in a year's time, but yeah. we just do what it takes now, don't we? Yeah, and it's, it's good. You make a really good point there about context. Um, it's It can be helpful to hear that someone else has been doing something yeah. and, and to think, oh, could we, could we yeah. transport? transfer that to kind of my context but but actually you and I have had loads of conversations over the last few months about how for example you'd found it you were connecting way better with older teenagers yes. through uh through yeah. uh zoom and, and so on oh, whereas I was finding the exact opposite yeah. we'd we'd lost contact with a lot of the older ones and the young ones were strong um and so um you know it just it just goes to show that youth ministry is so context specific that actually in some places if you make it all about the toast, it really it really does create an extraordinary place of belonging for young people. Our mini theme this week is going to be positivity, hope and joy. I hope if you're not ready for that, then, uh, you know, go and listen to last week's episode or something. But but if you're if you're up for it, we want to try and lift a bit of the a little bit of the gloom that's been around for far too long. Part the clouds. We have the perfect guest guest for that. The guest who's joining us today. Oh, is is like joy in a bottle. 
She is, but but I have to say, because I, I know what it's like, and I know a little bit about the British psyche, being a being a Brit myself, being a Viking myself, is that we kind of do this kind of like, oh, oh no, really? Is someone going to try and make me feel better? Oh no, well, I'm definitely not going to go for that. Do you know that, Martin? Sometimes we do, do that, don't we? we, I do. we doesn't, Brent, doesn't your friend Brenny Brown call it foreboding joy? Where we're just like, we're, we're prepared to tolerate a little bit of positivity as long as everybody remembers that it probably won't be that good. Yeah. It's, it's, we do that, don't we? Whereas I think we today, do. if you're not feeling ready for it, maybe this is especially what you need. Yeah, so sit wisdom. back, get, get yourself in a little nice comfy chair, get a coffee or something, and just let this wash over you and, and infect your soul. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. At the end, Martin gets us to do something quite fun, which you can get involved in if you want to from wherever you are. So stay tuned to the very end. You will. I mean, just, extraordinary. just manage your expectations right now of, <laughs> of what that is and how much it will impact your life. No, it will. Actually. Do you want to intro- introduce our guest, though? She's in the southwest in Cornwall. She is involved with a brilliant church called Tube Station. <laughs> Tube Station. Tube Station. But like, I don't really know that church very well, hence not really being able to name it very well. But a fantastic church. But how I know Sarah is um, she runs something called Creation Fest. She's a minister, she's a missionary. She's been all over the place and she has such a heart for the local church connecting with emerging generations locally. And this is the most wonderful, vivacious, extraordinary, wonderfully dynamic, precious, precious friend, Sarah Yardley. So Sarah, Sarah, you are probably one of the most positive people I've ever met you know, I, I, there's a there's definitely something of the American kind of in that but also you are just you're you're um intentionally incredibly positive and dynamic at all times and that is characterized today by the fact that you are standing to do this interview <laughs> not sitting down but, but Martin, here's the deal. I forgot actually that when Rachel's on a call, she she comes, she shows up. She shows up in the leopard top and the high heels. <laughs> and so I forgot to put on my Orange County best. And so instead I am showing up by standing up and being fully present with you. I love that. So um, just because I like to draw little pictures, because this is obviously an audio podcast, um, you've got this wonderful floating shells. Are you in your home? I, I do not have floating shelves in my home, but I do have an array of bookcases. And the, the unusual thing about these bookcases for our listeners yeah. is that all the books are pages out instead of spine out. So it, it inspires you with the idea that we read and learn and glean, but it makes it slightly less distracting if this were a visual podcast for people to try to see, do you have Martin Saunders' book on the bookcase behind you? Well, I can tell you now, all those books are about 100 years old, so you definitely don't. <laughs> Uh, co- correct, Martin, because clearly you're far too young to have written a book any more recently than five, maybe six years ago. That's uh, that's that's kind. But um, yeah, no, I, lo- I love that. You're sort of uh, sticking it to bookcase credibility there, aren't you? You're saying, no, I'm not going to play that game. Has anybody deliberately put certain books in the background of a Zoom to provoke reactions? Come on, let's have some confessions. Anybody oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Sarah, tell us. Well, I, I just think for, for certain individuals who will remain forever unnamed, your background is your form of promotion. And I think we want to be the people who tell beautiful stories, don't we? We want to tell good stories, make good art. But I'd like my promotion to be slightly more subtle than, hi, here's my thing, come buy it from me. Martin, come on, confess. You are continually in your daughter's bedroom, surrounded by bunting and teddy bears. I know. So I've got, uh, hang on. Uh, Jacqueline Wilson's My Mum, Tracy Beaker. Uh, I've got a terrible David Walliams book. They aren't good, (laughs) I don't think. Um, Oh, someone's bought her um, She Is Fierce, which I feel like that's the sort of book you would have given her, Rachel. It's a sort of a, you know, book to to remind girls that they can be anything. Book Um, to talk back to dad with, isn't it? I mean, that's... Yeah. She's obviously read that cover to cover. She has! (laughs) Okay, if I was going to have two books that I put strategically behind me, thinking about the fact that I was going to be on a Youthscape podcast, they would probably be Beautiful Resistance by John Tyson, which is this compelling narrative around what it looks like for us to live well in this cultural moment. 
And then probably In the Name of Jesus by Henri Nouwen, because if I could choose the one book that isn't going to put a burden on your shoulders, but is just going to remind you of the sacrificial call of following Jesus, that's the one book that I give and was given as a young leader. And so those would be the two that I would have strategically put behind me on the bookcase if I yeah. had thought about it more deeply. Yeah. That's wow. a drop the mic moment, isn't it? Yeah, it's good. Also, like, I, those people have already sold plenty of books, okay? What about me and Rach? <laughs> no, one, no one's interested in our books. You see a list of, you see all those people who post those annoying, you know, oh, yes, you know those annoying things in January. They're like, oh, here's all the books I read in the last year. It's never mine on there or yours. Never seen one. Of, have you seen one of yours on one of those? No, I haven't. You've written great <laughs> books, Rach. What is up with people? Yeah, it's but they're like not it's... sabbatical worthy books, are they? Oh, honestly, if you want a, if you want to have some rest on a sabbatical, read read my book. It takes about 10 minutes and then <laughs> you mean, can, really? and then you can nap. The whole idea of we are satellites, I, I was just intrigued by this, can I become a space station theme that you're clearly yes. unpacking in your book. Yes. And right. I've wanted to be an astronaut since my younger years. So yeah. I, I really feel like you've opened new doors of opportunity for a whole generation. That's I'm the so, point of the book, right, Martin? I'm so glad you said that. And in fact, I'm just going to take that and put it on the second edition Ooh. when the first print run sells through in 2029. <laughs> Um, you too can be an astronaut, young yeah. man and young woman listening to this call. Sarah Yardley, wow. Sarah, you have been to 92 different countries. It's one of those humble brag moments, isn't it? Casually, yeah, tell, us, yes. tell us about that. Do you know, when I was young, I had no sense of the adventurous and bold call that God would put on my life. My biggest dream was genuinely that maybe someday I could be a librarian. Books mm. are the running theme of my life. Hang on. Side, loving mm. Jesus and loving coffee. <laughs> And I first took an international trip when I was 18 years old. And most Americans, 70% of Americans do not even have a passport. Mm. So that gives you kind of an idea of how common travel is. They just think, well, we'll, we'll go to Las Vegas and we'll have a taste of the whole world on one day of a trip. <laughs> uh, but I went to Australia on this trip when I was 18 years old and it just opened my mind and heart to a bigger world than I had ever known or dreamed of experiencing before. And so different people have different things that are both their accidental and glorious call. And one of mine has been that God's really given me a passion to say he so loved the world. Mm. And that means that he loves not just my individual community in which I live and the person who lives next door to me, because certainly when God says love your neighbor, he means the actual person on your street. Mm. But it also means that over the course of the last uh, 20 years as I've traveled, I've had some extraordinary opportunities to visit places and see people and experience life. And just this last week, I was on a call with a friend of mine named Ben Jack, who some of you will know, and he's just launched the first advanced evangelism group in Myanmar. And wow. Six years ago, I went to Myanmar when the country had just opened to Western world. And we were, we were just laughing together because there's too long of a story to tell here. But I found myself teaching Acts chapter 13 at a Bible college in Myanmar with 25 youth workers who'd been sent from 25 provinces of that country wow. who now have gone out to plant churches in those 25 provinces. And I just remember being blown away at the hunger that they had for the resources in the Word of God. Mm -hmm. And I think the, the travel that I've been able to do has both opened my heart and also in some ways broken my heart yeah. mm -hmm. for the fact that there is a world who are hungry and in need. And let's be the people who say the broken bread of the gospel is mm -hmm. freely given. We've received it freely. We're freely giving it away. Wow, this is oxygen because none of us have been able to go anywhere for the last year. So, so let's talk about some of these places. So, you're at a you're at a dinner party. I know you've done this, and someone says, "Hey, American, what's the most random kind of like uh, country you've been to?" So, what are some of the ones that you've been to that you don't think many of us would have visited? Yeah. So. I've, I've recently done much more exploring in both Asia and Africa, and I find those continents fascinating because life is so diverse and broad and there's stereotypes that we hold. So I'll just pick two real quickly. Um, I'll often speak about my experiences in Nepal, mm -hmm. and my time there was just utterly transformative, watching a country where the gospel came for the first time in many ways in 1950. And so you're watching second generation churches with the boldness and the enthusiasm and just the sheer joy of there's a Holy Spirit who's alive and sets us free. Yeah. It, it, it invigorates your faith to watch that 
unfolding of joy. Um, so my time in Nepal, particularly in a little mountain village called Pokhara, was fascinating. And Nepali food is amongst my favorite food in the world. So just a little side note there for those who might go, if you like a little bit of spice and a real diversity, they'll often prepare 12 dishes for one meal. Phenomenal hang on, place to go. hang on, hang I'm on. coming. <laughs> I, on your way. Um, and then on the flip side of that, Martin, I, I did actually get to travel this year. I, I had the chance to go to Tanzania and I um, both humble brag part two, climbed Kilimanjaro, which was best, worst experience in many ways of my wow. whole life. I was wow. following on Insta. <laughs> uh, but then I spent a little bit of time in Zanzibar. And in Zanzibar, it's a beautiful beach location, but you also have a huge history of the slave trade. And so just mm. going to visit actual slave markets that are still left standing as a legacy and as a memorial and a testament, and then hearing the stories of the particular heartbreak and the, the ripple effects of that not so far away, not so distant change really opened my heart in new ways to think about what does it look like for us as the people of God to be the ones who proclaim freedom, but also help people walk into full freedom. Because if what you've experienced has only ever been oppression and heartache and, and your freedom has been robbed from you, there's going to be a bit of a journey to walk into wholeness in life. Mm -hmm. And so those would be two countries that just spring to mind and then two places that really transformed and changed my view of life and faith. I How want a new say... podcast called yes, Terry Yardley yes. goes around yes. the world or something. That would be... I just sit and reminisce. I'm, I'm just listening to you and I'm wondering what impact all of these memories and these landscapes and horizons that feel so vivid still to you what how, how has that served you during lockdown on a very small island you're, you're down in the southwest which up in the north the most exotic place we can get to this summer is is the southwest we global amazing but how has that served you mm, such a great question rachel i i think someday i'll write a book that will be called the map of my heart it's a little bit twee, and Martin might roll his eyes a bit. Little, I didn't little roll my twee. eyes. I didn't roll my eyes. It's he wiped not, his nose. No, I, it's nice. It's not, The Map of My Heart is a lovely book, Very and I'm good. sure you'll have many readers for that. I love it. Target demographic, not Martin Saunders. Um, but I think what, what happens when you've traveled in that way, and it doesn't mean that you must travel to experience this, is that you pray differently than you would if you had not been to those places. And I actually think that reality is true for each of us in our own context. If you've never sat with a young person at a bus stop and heard them talk about getting kicked out of their house and dealing coke and struggling with the questions of whether or not they're loved, then you don't pray with the kind of passion and intensity for deliverance as you would if you've seen it. And for me, in, in an international context, that means because I've been to Ethiopia and I've sat with young women who were literally taken out of rubbish bins, given life, and walked through in a journey towards wholeness and healing. I pray for Marta in Ethiopia with a passion because I have seen her lived experience. So I think one of the biggest things it does is it just shapes our prayer lives in radical ways. And the second thing it does is it's really easy in this moment to zoom in on the weight of our own particular griefs and circumstances, to, to, to zoom in on, uh, this is hard and I'm struggling in these ways and it's painful and I'm lonely. That's true. Don't rush past that. But the other reality is, I pray this often, Jesus, allow me to see the bigger story. Allow me to step back from my own particular griefs and to see the places where you're already at work and what it might look like for me to enter in. And so I think travel where, whatever that context looks like for you, it expands our heart and expands our vision to see more than our own particular moment. Oh my gosh, I love that. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm compelled. I immediately want to, uh, like, it's like extreme prayer walking, isn't it? But, but like with a lot more miles involved. Um, I am actually quite a nervous traveller. So I, this is a little confession for you in the in you know because we because we've suddenly gone very serious we're here for you we're here for you Mark. <laughs> okay thanks very much there may be tears um no i so i i really struggle to get excited about going to countries where i'm not gonna know what is facing me at the other end so i i get very nervous about like language barriers and i get very nervous about kind of travel and driving in other countries and all that sort of thing how have you overcome that maybe you never had that but do you have any advice for 
for me because I I want I want what you've just described, but I'm I'm mainly trying to convince my wife that we book holidays in English-speaking countries. <laughs> yeah, Martin, I um I, I recognize the question, and I'm just I'm appreciating your vulnerability in this moment because I feel like it's actually really a gift not only to myself but to everyone who's listening. I have been so. reading Brené actually, <laughs> not, not not joking. I'm 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 halfway through the book. Dear dare to lead, dare to lead, Martin. Uh, I think that I, I would say this about so many parts of my own life. I would love to say that I was strategic in finding bold and courageous ways to expand my heart. I stumbled into. It was accidental. I can take no credit for any good thing ever. The spirit opened doors that I could never have opened. And so I think the two things I can say is one, I've recognized as I've reflected back on my own story that in many places, if a door was set in front of me, I walked through it. I didn't always know what that door would hold. And sometimes if I'd known how painful or difficult or challenging that door was going to be, I wouldn't have walked through it. But wherever there was a door that was open in front of me, often with a companion by my side, which was my sister on my first set of travels, or a youth leader when I was younger, where there was an open door in front of me, I walked through it. And secondly, and and you alluded to it earlier, and, and I genuinely know that it's a gift that the Spirit has given me, I relentlessly choose to believe the best. So when I climbed Kilimanjaro, I climbed Kilimanjaro with seven wonderful African men, only one of whom spoke English. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that stood out most for many of my friends in hearing that story is, oh, wow, didn't you find that a little unusual and slightly challenging? And I said, no, I had so much fun learning Swahili. Mambo, mambo poa. Like I just, I leaned into that moment hard. Uh, But the reality is there's a little bit of any moment of our lives Mm -hmm. where we can either look at the mountain in front of us See what I did there? Do you see what I did there? Yes. We can look at the mountain in front of us <laughs> and say, oh, this is going to be hard and it's uphill and it's going to be yeah. a challenge. I don't know if I can. Or we can say, wow, okay, Jesus is with me. Spirit's yeah. guided me. How can I find the joyful adventure in this moment? And even when I don't necessarily feel it, relentlessly choose to believe the best. So you talk powerfully about stepping through doors and having the courage just to step through the door is enough. So, so what, are, what are going to be the doors, do you think, opening up for us in youth ministry that, that maybe at the moment are closed or maybe we're just learning there's a whole new set of doors that we would never have walked through had lockdown never happened? Where do we need to be courageous, Sarah? What do you see? Yeah, Rachel, I think that's a great question. I love the theme you're exploring on this series about renew normal. I'm, I'm going to steal it, but I promise I'll try to quote you guys every time I steal it. So it's, it. it's a beautiful theme. I think in this moment, courage and creativity to me go together. They're hand in hand. And so what I lean away from, even before I've listened to this series, is let's not say how can we get back to normal. At no moment of our lives is that the desire of our hearts or the compelling work of the Spirit of God. The compelling work of the Spirit of God is, behold, I make all things new. There's just a moment where we can say, Holy Spirit, show us what it looks like to engage creatively in this moment. And one of the big picture ideas I've been thinking about quite a bit, and, and I'm stealing this from a friend of mine named Joel Baker, is that anyone whose creativity rested on somebody else, or anyone whose faith rested on somebody else, they've probably floundered during this time. They probably haven't been able to find new creativity because their creativity was resting on someone else. Or if their faith journey was built on their church or their youth leader, their faith may have floundered because it was not their own. But as we discover our own intimate, personal, identified relationship with Jesus Christ, as we know him in a way that sparks our life and creativity, we recognize that the Holy Spirit is still at work. He hasn't been on pause for the last year. And you and I together, the the three of us, we could tell so many stories of the new ways that God is at work. One of them that I have loved is that there's this group of six young leaders who decided let's start meeting once a week on Zoom and we're gonna pray together. And then that group of six grew to 30, grew to 80. And every single night of the week, Monday through Friday, this group of teenage-led teenagers meets on Zoom for two hours of prayer. 
and worship and reading scripture. And some of them are so new to faith that I, they let me join the call as an adult observer mentor. <laughs> and, um, and one of the young people said, I'm really new to faith, but I just have this picture in my head that it's almost like there's different parts of a body and that God says like there, there are all these different parts. They're all necessary, but you can't all be the same thing. And so God's just been really speaking to me. I can't do the same things you guys can, but maybe that I'm still part of the body and my part is important. Do you think that that, that could come from scripture anywhere? Do you think that God might've said that to me? <laughs> and just such a beautiful, raw, Holy Spirit moment. And so I think my reflection on this moment around courage also just comes back to let's rest our confidence and hope fully in the fact that our God, our, our Father loves us. Jesus has redeemed us. The Spirit is at work. Let's look for the signs of his already work in our lives, in our community, in our yes. world, and see what does it look like for us to enter in. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you're dropping the mic a lot today, Sarah. This is, uh, <laughs> this is quite something. Um, you just talked about that story as if it was very um you know usual i think a lot of people have just heard that and gone what did you what did you just say <laughs> like six young people meeting together and praying that like what's the let can you just dig a bit more into that story so so what are the, what are the conditions what's the context that has enabled that sort of like growth is that just an unbelievable work of the holy spirit or have people been intentional in such a way that that's been enabled? Martin, come to the table with the strong questions, amen. So the things I've reflected on around that story, which is both miraculous and as every miracle is, has I'm sure its moments of messy and will yet have its moments of messy. Mm. Um, the, the things I've reflected on that story is that those six young people, I know all six of them, and I sat back and thought, and I realized, those six young people, and, and this is very Southwest focused, so forgive me for anyone listening from around the country, but those six young people, they've been part of Spring Harvest, and I've interacted with them at the youth gatherings where they've gone and experienced and tasted the goodness of Jesus. Mm -hmm. They've been part of youth groups led by faithful youth leaders mm -hmm. in partnership with groups like SWIM or TAG, where they've been mentored and discipled and encouraged. They've been at festivals of all sorts, including the one that I get to lead called Creation Fest, where we've invested and taught them and said to them, there is no junior Holy Spirit. The work of God is alive. Rise up in courageous faith. This is the message that I know they have had proclaimed over their lives. Mm. Some of them would have been in the youth venue that Rachel Gardner preached at four years ago. <laughs> and yet and still, <laughs> retain their faith. <laughs> they would have heard the message of the glorious call of God. And so what's happened is over years of faithful investment in ways that I can trace some of them, but also, as we all know, the winsome spirit of God works in ways that we do not see and cannot manufacture and bottle. But these young people have been reminded, you are gifted to lead. And so now what I see happening is that they're leading. Yes. They're leading in a way that's right for their generation. They started a TikTok channel that got 40,000 impressions within the first two weeks. Wow. Wow. And the work that God is doing in and through them is innovative and creative and new and fresh. And they're calling me saying, Sarah, this is too much for us. We don't know what to do. And, and I'm sitting there going, okay, let's read the book of Acts together because, hey, this is what happens when a transformative work of the Spirit of God begins. You must begin to name, how do I raise up other leaders? How do we not let it rest on one person? How do we continue to lead really well, but not create a hierarchy? So, so they're asking all the apostolic questions of the early church, which are the questions of the church today. Mm. But the threads and strands that I can see is that there's been a continual and beautiful investment. And now the fruit of that mm. is happening in ways that are even more beautiful than most of the youth leaders might have dared dream. That's powerful. I think um, listening to you, I was, I was thinking, shall I ask you a question about what would you want to say into the heart of a youth leader that's feeling diminished by this time and I guess that's that's kind of what you're saying isn't it that actually these stories of what God is doing in and through young people sometimes as a result of legacy of faithful leadership and investment and sometimes because the Holy Spirit is the best youth worker ever these stories really build our faith so for anyone listening that maybe can't point to a similar story in their own setting 
but trusts that every single conversation they've ever had, every prayer time over Zoom where one young person's rocked up, every time they prayer walked and named the young person from a local school, that that is bearing fruit. What, what, how would you encourage those leaders to grab this and, and take it into to their very soul? Yeah, so uh, two, two encouragements. First, I would encourage anyone who's listening and would just say, okay, I want to see that, but I'm not. I'm just going to read you the promise of the Spirit's blessing from Isaiah 11, verses 2 and 3. And this is, this is the gift of the Spirit, the sevenfold Spirit of God. It says, the Spirit of the Lord shall rest on you. May it give you a spirit of wisdom, of understanding, of counsel, of might. May you receive the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, and may your full delight be found in the fear of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Any of us would say, I can't prescribe what the movement of the Spirit of God will look like for your youth group, but I am confident that the Spirit of God is already at work, that the love for the young people that that the the Spirit has is far more than any love we will ever have for them. And so my prayer over you is that you would receive that wisdom, that understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, that you would genuinely walk in fear of the Lord. And then secondly, I would just say, and this is just the heartbeat of missional ministry, always I'm asking, how can I enter into the already work of God with the maximum amount of creativity and freedom that this moment allows? And so I think the call and the invitation for us is not to say, come up with a new program, although you might be delivering a program, or to say, come up with a new initiative, although maybe there'll be an amazing initiative that's right for you. It's to look at your context and say, where do I see the Spirit of God is already at work? Where are are the people already gathering in some context or another? And then what does it look like for me to enter in with the maximum amount of creativity for this moment? I'm not saying in that let's start breaking the rules and ignoring caution to the wind. The reality of that is there's still so much that we can do even with every restriction. Even with every restriction, there is space for us to love well and so choose to love as generously as you can with the moment that we're in. Wow. I feel like sometimes we just need Americans. Uh, and, and and do you know what I'm, g- I'm going to do just to be close this off I'm going to try something and try standing up for the end of this I think he's about to climb out the oh I thought you were about I'm to not... climb out the skyline no I no no no. no I'm just trying standing up I know you know yeah. what now I've now I'm angling up towards myself it's not a very attractive angle but, <laughs> you're looking enormous but, but I, I'm just wondering whether oh thanks um, <laughs> I uh, I just think standing and waving your arms a bit that seems to really help do you want to try standing up Rachel yes I yeah okay we stand do you know what the great thing about this episode of the Escape podcast sitting as it does in the middle of this season uh you know as we're sort of emerging hopefully into some some new world is yeah. we've we've had some much needed positivity and it's been in short supply Useful. over the yeah. last year but yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. wonderful sarah that you bring Thank you bring you. the joy it's not your life your life presumably has some moments in it where you don't you're not always smiling Oh, I, I, I wept for two hours straight last week. So That's good to there, hear. There are always the moments where the uh, yeah. overwhelming pressure of this moment. That's where the joy us. comes from, though, isn't yeah. it? It comes from the treasure chest of those hard times. So we hear it. We hear the pain as well as the joy, yeah. Rachel now, because she's holding the, the screen, looks like she's in a sort of RT music video. <laughs> I, I, when I stand I, and I and I hear someone speaking truth, I can't help but start swaying. Oh, Does anyone else do that? Yeah, just, we're all doing I just it. Just can't stand still. This, I'm swaying. swaying. This should have been a video podcast, really. Sarah, Sarah, just as we finish, yeah. what's the sort of tell us a little bit about kind of uh, plans for the future, Creation Fest? Like, what can you say? Obviously, we're in a really complicated time. I know that as much as anyone. So, you know, what's what does the future hold? Do you hope? So we're hoping to offer a resource to the church this summer that's going to be called Hope is Here. Brilliant. And we're going to offer a series of digital teachings that we hope will be delivered in a hybrid in-person format. So whatever the maximum is that we can do, we're hoping to offer that up as a gift to the church. It'll be completely free of charge. And uh, we've got some really fun friends who are hopefully going to be part of delivering that content. But far more than what will happen through Creation Fest, which we'd love to have you check out, creationfest.org.uk, 
at Creation Fest UK. Far more than any of that, my prayer is that we would be the people of God who announce hope is here mm. and demonstrate in ways that are vital and living and vibrant for our world and our community that hope is here. It's found in the person of Jesus Christ, mm. and we are the joyful proclaimers of that hope. Brilliant. Ladies and gentlemen, stand Oof. up, turn your books oh. the wrong way around, Yay. be more Sarah Yardley. More Sarah Yardley, we love you. Thank you, Jesus, for bringing Sarah Yardley to the Southwest. Oh, a joy to be with you guys, and always more Jesus. Amen. <laughs>I know we say this often i know we say that we we really enjoyed speaking to a guest or we um you know this was a particularly good one but um but i i think when we came off the call rachel i sort of slightly had to take a moment because i i was just like wow like we have we've heard some quite profound things then mm. that's been one of my favorite conversations of the last year mm. um and uh and i think honestly it's worth going back to and listening listening again because i think that was uh, oxygen really for a lot of us um, you wrote something down didn't you i did listen i mean as she was as she was speaking i wrote this down she wrote we can't prescribe what the move of the holy spirit over our youth work will look like but we can stay we can arrive every morning asking this prayer how can i enter into the already work of god with the maximum amount of creativity and compassion that this mm. moment allows for wow and you, of course, you were writing that down so you could steal that for one of your own Instagram <laughs> totally um, posts. But, um, <laughs> but, but I think it's it's lovely in that she talked about creativity and courage a lot. And I love that. That feels quite emblematic of the next little time that we're going to be facing. Creativity and courage in how we, you know, stand up to our churches, maybe in some cases, um, how we lead our teams, how we um, uh, how we engage with young people like creativity and courage gosh that's it is quite it is quite Brené Brown if I'm honest um but also as well as this I'm really excited so if you're listening in real time today we're talking in real time the first of March if you're listening to this in a long distant future like what what is COVID then it might not make much sense but today we are so excited because at the beginning of our podcast episode today we talked about just the challenges of youth ministry online and what does it mean to really helping people engage with the Holy Spirit and to, and to grow in faith practices. But very excitingly, tonight, if you're listening to this in real time, tonight, the 1st of March, 7pm, we have Youthscape and St. Melitis' annual lecture, which I'm so excited about. And uh, it's very topical with what we've been talking about, Martin. We've been talking about the challenges of online youth ministry and what that means for prayer and worship and young people's faith practices. And tonight we have the mighty Dr. Sam Wells talking about a theology of presence in online youth ministry. It's called With You in Spirit. We live streamed to YouTube. Give us a deets, Martin. But yeah, no, we've got, uh, so there's uh, already over 500 people pre-registered uh, to be a part of it. So it'd be great for you to join it in real time. You will be able to access it afterwards uh, if you pre-register. Um, that's especially easy for you. Um, so, you know, check it out on our website, youthscape.co.uk. You'll find it there. Um, and yeah, it starts this evening if you are indeed listening on the 1st of March. Otherwise, it happened in the past. Uh, well, uh, do the Dr. Sam Wells is the Dr. Sam Wells off of, uh, off of Radio 4, off of Thought for the Day, which I don't listen to, obviously, but it makes me sound intelligent to pretend I do. He is awesome. And then afterwards, him and our very own Dr. Phoebe Hill are going to be having a live discussion afterwards that you can oh, engage brilliant. with as well. So absolutely brilliant. What else could you be doing tonight at seven o'clock? So that is the end of our first episode in this new season of Renew Normal. Love it or hate it. We're here for the next eight or nine or ten episodes. I'm not quite sure, but we will be here for the foreseeable future. And we are so excited that you are joining with us. So take care. We've learned what we need to do next. Renew Normal, introducing our brand new online conference. 24th to 26th of March. We're all wondering when in-person youth ministry might return and how. 
It's a chance here to stop and think about what kind of normal you want to go back to. This is that moment. Take the time to listen and learn from some of the most respected speakers in youth ministry. Find fresh inspiration and encouragement. Learn about practical new ideas you can implement in your own context. Find the space to renew your own faith and explore a bigger vision for what God can do through you in a post-COVID world. Join us from Wednesday 24th to Friday 26th March 2021 for a new normal. A brand new online interactive event for youth leaders. Find out more and get tickets for you and your group on our website, uscape.co.uk forward slash renew normal.